This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you get it every time we do it. We're going to do it two times a week during the offseason, which is still technically now. Once games start, it's three times a week because we'll have post-game show, including after week one where the Raiders head down to that rented stadium of the, of the Los Angeles Chargers to take on their AFC West foe in an important game in week one. So we're going to do that. So make sure you subscribe. Also, you can head over to our YouTube channel where we have a YouTube channel. If you want to watch the video uh, and, and see Mo and I with all these words near our head, yeah, you could do it there as well. So check it out. It is youtube.com slash silverblacktoday uh, where you can subscribe there and be notified when new videos hit YouTube. Appreciate that. All right, we're diving back into Raider football. And now we're going to talk about tight ends. And, and Mo, we will get to Darren Waller in a minute because that would be the natural place to start. But I'm feeling frisky. I'm in Vegas. I'm looking out over the mountains here at Red Rock National Park. So we're going to just do it differently. Um, we're going to start with Foster Moreau. So you talked about in the wide receiver breakdown that if they're having trouble finding that, that, that opposite side wide receiver, that wide receiver three uh, outside of, of Devontae Adams and, of course, Hunter Renfro in the slot um, – that they can just go to more two tight end sets when they have to. That would mean Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau has had an injury. He's shown great promise. Um, he's a terrible blocker. Let's just face it. He's been a terrible blocker. He was not a great blocker in college, but he can catch the ball. He's big. He's lumbering. He's athletic. Um, how good, in your view, based on what you've seen, can Foster Moreau be in the Josh McDaniels offense? I think he could be effective. He's he's been a disappointing blocker on the pro level. Some some analysts may disagree with you and say that at LSU that was his calling card that he he can block for a tight end. No, I and, just probably forgot. <laughs> and his pass catching was lacking. And and yeah. I, I kind of agree with that sense that he he was going to come in and be a blocking tight end in, in, the, in the in the pros and not catch a lot of passes. But it's been the opposite. And his rookie year, I believe he had five touchdown receptions. Torres ACL at the end of that year. Fell behind Jason Witten under John Gruden, Jason, the, the corpse of Jason Witten, who was on that roster for a year. <laughs> and then kind of was underwhelming last year. Had some bright spots while Waller was hurt, but still didn't didn't fulfill expectations a lot of people thought he would. Now, he may have more opportunities, but I just want to clear out one con one misconception about the Patriots last year. Now, Josh McDaniels has used two tight end sets, don't get me wrong, but last year, the Patriots were six fewest as far as two tight end sets, 14%. And they had John o. Smith and they had Hunter Henry. So I don't know what was going on there. Whatever they planned didn't work out because they spent a lot of money on those two tight ends. So I would assume that they wanted to use more two tight end sets, but they just didn't. Again, six fewest. They used more two running back sets, 21 personnel, two running backs on the field. So if it doesn't click this year with Boston Moreau and Darren Waller on the field together, prepare for more uh, two running back sets, 21 personnel two guys in the backfield, and that's probably why you have a, a crowded running back room. But as far as Foster Moreau, 
A lot of people think he could be a starter in the league. I, I think he could be a low-end starter, but we'll see what he does this year because he's going to be a free agent next year if the Raiders don't re-sign him. I don't think he gets a yeah. new contract. I think he'll end up somewhere else, but it's going to depend on what he does on the field as a pass catcher. Yeah, no doubt about that. And I think that there's one of those situations where, yeah, he he's had he's had the injuries, uh, and then there's other times when they just haven't used him. So you don't really know what he's capable of. And so I think that that becomes an issue for him as well, despite the fact that he obviously has, shows the promise on what he has to do there. So so we'll see. Now let's jump back, of course, to the best uh, tight end on the team, and that, of course, is Darren Waller. Let me ask you this question straight up, and you can give me your answer yes uh, he is or no, he isn't. And then tell me why. And that is, is Darren Waller the best tight end in football? He's not. He's top three. And I released a piece on Bleacher Report recently, and I had most dominant tight end was Travis Kelsey. Let's be honest. I know this is a Raiders podcast, but if we're being realistic, Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end in the league. Then there's there's a case you have Darren Waller. Mark Andrews, George Kittle. George Kittle gets gets hurt a little too much for me. So I would go with Darren Waller or Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews was an all-pro last year. Darren Waller, of course, hurt. But two seasons with over 1,100 yards receiving. Has the Raiders, I believe, franchise record in catches at 107 over Tim Brown. So Darren Waller can still be a dominant, a dominant pass catcher. Again, when Devontae Adams draws those double teams, it's going to open up the field with Darren Waller and vice versa. When when teams are game planning for Darren Waller, it's going to open up the field for Devontae Adams. So it definitely goes both ways. And for him to stay healthy, I you know, I, I get in some some uh, discussions with people because I talk about his his injuries and like, oh, he's only missed so many games. But yes, he hasn't been 100% either when he's been on the field. Um, he's in great shape. It's not a situation where you have a guy who's not in keeping in shape. It, I think it's 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 a situation where they he got double teamed a lot, especially with the Raiders with not having a lot of weapons. Is that going to improve with him now having Adams there, having Renfro now established in the league, having a difference in offense? Will that free that up again so he's not abused as much as he's been? Yeah, definitely. As I just mentioned, you can't double team everyone. Uh, somebody's going to have a one-on-one -on -one opportunity, whether it's Renfro, whether it's Adams, whether it's Waller. And you just you just hope that that one of those guys can win their one-on-one -on -one matches, and they've all proven they can do that. So I think Derek Carr has a, has a trust in all of those guys. Again, he going into his third year with, with Waller and, and Renfro as top, as top targets. He has a connection with Devonta Adams already established. So I, he's going to trust his pass catchers. He has three guys now who he can trust. And that's why I said this offense is going to be super explosive because Carr has never had a supporting cast as far as pass catches like he has now. Okay, Mo. So we, we talked about obviously the two guys that everyone knows and, and are going to get significant action. But then you look at Jacob Hollister, Jesper Horster. Talk about them, how they might fit into this offense. Who's got an edge there? I, I don't know. With special teams, they, they could very well keep both those guys uh, with four tight ends, which which is possible. Um, what, what do you think of those two? Uh, Hollister, I know a little more about and feel comfortable that he's got some skill set that he can jump in and clearly uh, uh, be one of those guys that could that could push and, and may, not only make the roster, but contribute significantly. Well, Star Wars, Horace, they're, they're kind of, I would say, I would say pull opposites, but they're opposites as far as their strengths are concerned. Horace is more of a blocking tight end, former Chicago Bear, by the way. So I believe Champ Kelly had a little bit to do with him coming over from Chicago to Las Vegas. So I wouldn't count him out. Uh, so he's definitely he's definitely going to be someone to watch out for in that tight end room. But I think Jacob Hollister, who I mentioned briefly in the previous segment, I think he's a guy to watch out for because he was effective as a pass catcher with the Seattle Seahawks for two years. And he also has Patriot ties. So if, if for whatever reason, Foster Moreau is not effective as a pass catcher, 
then I think Jacob Holster can kind of sneak in and steal some targets and steal some catches. Uh, that tight end room is going to be ultra competitive after Darren Waller. I wouldn't pencil in Foster uh, Murray as the number two right away again because of Jacob Holster's ability to catch the football and Horst's ability to block. Those two guys can also be effective. Yeah, it's going to be a fun competition in camp, I think. I think that's, to me, uh, a lot of fans, I don't think, realize it because they don't focus on that position because they're so familiar with not only Waller, but, of course, <laughs> excuse me, Moreau as well. So I think Hollister the being there, just a great move by the front office, to your point, probably, Champ Kelly, to bring him in because that's going to push everybody in that room. And to me, it's going to make the group better no matter which uh, guy ends up being the number two uh, in the group there. Mo, we're going to we're gonna talk more about the offense in the next show. We're a little bit uh, shorter today than a usual 45 minutes, and that's just because I got to hit the airport and get on a plane. Uh, but we're going to talk about quarterback running back, and people say, well, are you going to talk about quarterback? The backup quarterback position. Who's going to back up Derek Carr is an interesting question, and I know you've talked about it a little bit in some of your writings up on Bleacher Report and, of course, on sportsnot.com. So we'll get into that a little bit. Um, but this 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 camp period for the Raiders to me just like every camp my biggest concern is not the offensive line not the defensive backs not the positions we talked about wide receiver tight end today but instead it's keeping everybody healthy right because you can derail your season very quickly uh, in that situation coming into camp we talked about the guys that are on the pup list but everyone else seems to be in good shape and in good spirits so I would expect this camp to be different to be a little more difficult than they've had under John Gruden in a much different way. And it's more cerebral. Would you agree with that? I would definitely agree with that. And that's why depth is important because if a guy goes down, guy gets nicked up and another guy can come in take some reps and he'll possibly see some time on the field during the season. Cause remember 17 game season, 18 weeks, uh, your, your, your backups, your, your third stringer might get some time on the field at some point. So those guys have to be ready. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch that. And again, uh, coming up on the next show, which will be on Tuesday, Mo and I are going to break down quarterbacks. We're going to break down running backs. We'll also talk about what we're hearing out of camp because we'll get reports. We'll find out what's happening in Henderson. Uh, It's going to be 114 here today. So a little bit on the cool side and uh, they'll have to, to keep hydrated out there, but we'll certainly do that. We'll also hear some sound. Of course, we'll bring that to you as well from coaches, players, uh, as well as they roll through camp. All right, Mo, we got another show in the bag, man. Thank you so much for being here again. Appreciate you, Scott. And next week we'll get actually into some nitty-gritty of camp. And as you said, the reports are what's going on. Yes. And um, I think, I by the way, in Las Vegas, I was with our good friend Kelly Kreiner last night. Mm-hmm. And um, he he wanted to just say that uh, – He's 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 got Mo. He's sending Mo a care package, and it apparently it has cheesecake. It has um, some mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's oh, got some other things. Delicious. 
our, our new listeners will, will soon understand what those inside jokes mean. But uh, we're going to bring Kelly on to talk about some fantasy football. That's what he wants to talk about. He's like, hey, he's like, I'm bored. I got to get out and do something. So Kelly used to be on the show here with us, uh, but we're going to bring him back on to talk some fantasy football because Mo is a fantasy football. Aren't you a champion? I'm like a, a eight-time fantasy football champion, maybe ten. I, I've been playing fantasy football since 2003, back when Priest Holmes was like the number one overall pick. <laughs> in the draft. So that tells you how old I am. Yeah, I go back to Eric Dickerson. So I don't want to talk about. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my old, my old backside. Uh, but hey, we might even Mo. I'm thinking we might even do a silver and black today league. So if you're interested in doing a fantasy league with some of us here at Silver and Black today, drop your comments either on the podcast, on the website, or on the YouTube channel. And if we do it, we'll let you know, and you could jump in and have some fun. Uh, and and all, we can all lose to Mo because clearly yes. he he is. Uh, I don't know what, what would you call it. You're the Bill Belichick of fantasy football, or uh, the Bill Parcells, or the uh, I don't know who John Madden. Uh. The Vince Lombardi of fantasy oh, football. Oh, there we go. There Vince you go. Lombardi. There, there you go. go. I love it. So I'm just going to say this really quick. If you yeah. join, if we have this league and you join, you have zero chance of winning. Zero, <laughs> zero chance of winning against me. Just, just putting that out there. See, the trash talk has begun and we haven't even officially done it. That's a good sign. So if you want to jump in, leave your comment. We'll get back to you. And Mo, Kelly, and I, will, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out a way to get it done. And then we'll have some humiliation prize. So whoever... <laughs> Whoever wins gets to humiliate somebody else. Um, most likely will be able to humiliate Kelly because he's just easy to do that to. So we'll talk about that, but we'll have fun. Mo, my partner, thank you so much, man. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Talk to you guys next time. All right. For everybody here at Odyssey and at Silver and Black today, I'm Scott Colbranson, my partner Mo Moten, and I thank you for being with us. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us a rating wherever you get your podcast. Until next week, until Tuesday, Raider Nation, take care of one another, and we'll talk to you then. 